1: I'm Maria Menunos and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin.
0: Uh-oh. I can't wait to hear that music again live. <laughs> guys, welcome back to Station 19, After Show on AfterBuzz TV. I'm one of your hosts, Linda Antwi, and I'm with Sahai. Hello. Happy Friday, Linda and everyone out there in Zoom world. How are you guys? You know what? Hanging in there, hanging in there for sure. It's so beautiful out today, I love it. Yeah. Um, What were your overall thoughts of this episode?
1: I liked it, you know, to see Andy struggle to come to terms with her father's death, but at the same time get to say these goodbyes to Ryan, to Rego, to her mom, that was really heartwarming. Ooh, Ben called Sullivan out and Emmett had this whole, you know, reveal and awakening. I'm so happy for him. So I can't wait to talk more about it.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of ups and downs to this episode and and a lot of emotions. I was like, I always say this to you guys. I say I'm not emotionally ready and they hit you and then they hit you again. You're like, oh, but it was also great. I think it was also great. Uh, Let's start with Andy and Pruitt because it opens up with Andy and having a dream. and her we know that her dad is passed now, and you know I didn't want to believe it this week, but it happened uh and we see that she's with Sullivan in bed, and he's really just trying to be there for her and I thought that was like a beautiful moment because we realized in that moment that not only had they really got married that he was making her his first priority. Did you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I was. It's interesting to still see them because we're still getting used to them as a regular couple. Now we also have to get used to them as a husband and wife. So um, one of the things that I noticed is that when he hugged her, his hands are ginormous. Like he has this huge, beautiful hand hugging her. And I thought it was like so sweet to see him be so comforting towards her.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. And then we see uh, Vic and Vic is kind of like in in a panic mode, right? Because the department is refusing uh, Pruitt's line of duty funeral. And so we see Vic, Emma, and Travis kind of talking about that and her trying to get a calendar together um, and sharing a story about the first time uh, she met with Chief Dixon and they went on a call and it was the poop call. I thought that that whole moment was like really sweet and special. And I thought it was hilarious when she was like, So, Travis, like, what month are you picking? You have the body. So, like, You might as well make money from it, and then realizing how crazy that sounded, I was like, "That's a good moment."
1: Totally, it was super cute. I mean, people are out here showing their bodies online, so I could see why she thought it was an option. And plus, it was for a good cause, right? And
0: and those firefighter calendars—I don't know so much today, but I know they were a big thing for a while. There, like people wanted, you know, your firefighter and you wanted your month to be like the hot guy, the hot month. So I think it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I hope they bring it back to, say, raise money for COVID-19. I would love something like that around the holidays would cheer me and everyone else up, I'm sure. Right, right.
0: Um, And then uh, we see the breakfast fairy, Marsha, bring donuts and talk about how Pruitt saved, quote, unquote, her life. But really, it was her cat stuck in a tree. But that cat to her at that time was her life. And I didn't know how important she was going to be in this episode until later. But what I thought was interesting was um, Dean was able to just like go with the flow. He like took a donut for him and for Vic. So at first I saw him take two donuts. I was like, oh, go ahead, Dean. But one of them was actually for Vic later. And then we saw Jack kind of have a moment where he was silent and you could see he was reflecting on his feelings. And I was like, oh, I think that this is important as well. Did you feel that?
1: Yeah, I didn't realize the other donut was for Vic, but now that I remember, he did give her, like, yes. no one at her. I saw, yes. I know he picked a jelly and a glazed, which yes. I made a mental note of because I hate jelly, but I love glazed. Yeah. So, and <laughs> to see Marsha come back, it was so sweet because it shows how Jack stopping by her house a few weeks ago really created a bond that they're continuing to now. And he, just like he helped her out, she helped him out this week.
0: Yeah, I loved it. Uh and then we see uh Dean drawing up his will and he is, you know, all I have is t-shirts and my houseboat and the houseboat's obviously gonna go to Prue, but who's gonna have Prue if something happens to me? So he starts asking around and of course the first person is Vic and Vic's like, Yeah, I've worked too hard in my life too many condoms to be a single mama right now. So no, thank you. And then uh, Travis comes out in that outfit of his and he's like, look at me. You basically don't want me to be in charge either. And I just thought that that whole thing was really sweet and, and it made me laugh a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I loved Vic's response because it spoke to the lifestyle of a woman who has made a decision that children are, is, Are not part of her plan right now she may change her mind but right now it is not a priority for her and nobody should be made to feel bad for that and it just showed that she's single she has been protecting herself when she is sexually active but children are not part of her plan and that's okay and you know I'm sure for him it kind of was like ouch because you she is his first pick but it made him actually find I think a better fit later on
0: Oh, for sure, he found the best fit mm-hmm. best fit, yeah, uh, and then we go into the first emergency, which is a gas leak, uh third gas leak of the week, and when uh Jack and Dean get there, uh Jack knocks on the door, we see there's like a small kid hiding uh kind of behind a pillar, and we find out like the dad is a little bit of a douche and the kid is signing and we remember from earlier episodes that Jack knows sign language because of his sister and he realizes there's more going on here so he really tries to to take control of the situation and realize that you know what it's not about the gas leak it's about there's some abuse going on in this house let me find out what exactly is going on we find out that the dad is the new quote-unquote stepdad and and doesn't know sign language, hasn't given it any thought, too busy to learn, whatever the case may be. Um, And then Jack has the wherewithal to to separate them, right? So we see that Dean uh, is working on clearing the house. Jack has the dad on one side and the kid and the mom on one side, and is really trying to get to the bottom of this. and when the kid signed to him that the gas allows time for the dad to calm down, the dad doesn't put hands on him, but he sees it escalating on his mom. I was like, "Wow, well, the kids are just so not only observant, but like loving and protective and just, you know, like say they save the day a lot of the times when you don't even realize it.
1: Yeah. It's like the mom couldn't figure out a way to save herself. And here it is her a young child had to do it for both of them and I'm glad that she was able to take his lead and you know the story could have gone a different way where she was like no you know I want to say he's not that bad of a guy but I'm really glad at the way it played out I'm really you know I'm so proud of Jack for taking the initiative to separate them and keep the 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 husband away and also i think it's because he now feels a, a, a like he's growing and he owes it to himself to do good now that uh pruitt has passed and he wants to carry on his legacy but also i think he's slowly forgiving himself for what happened with rigo
0: yeah i i agree with you 100% i think that he wants to step up into his own and he wants to make sure that whatever his legacy as a firefighter is he's brought up his game and i think pruitt uh, literally dying to save them he wants to make sure that it, it was for a reason it was for something that is more important than just him right um so we'll talk about uh the family getting to Marsha later uh let's talk about Emmett and Ben so we see Emmett and Ben and they're kind of getting the station ready for memorial kind of look like um and uh, they talk about how, well, Emmett talks about how his first day someone OD'd and then Rico died and then Pruitt died. And it was just been a lot as a, as a newbie and a probie to digest. And Ben caught on right away. He's like, who OD'd? Who OD'd? And he's like, uh, 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 uh. no, who OD'd? And he didn't like stop pressing him
1: because Ben knew. Ben knew. Ben was on him, like white on rice, like other things happened. And then he was like, so back to what we were discussing. Right. And it's so funny because the pro, we just like said it. Emma just said it so like frivolously, like, yeah, somebody OD'd, this guy died. Like, and I forgot that he saw all of that because you know why I forgot? Because they've kind of moved, rushed past the Sullivan thing. They brushed past his, his addiction and his leg issue and covered it up with this wedding and now Pruitt's death and him taking care of Andy but in I forgot to mention last week that he remember when he said something about having some kind of battery pack or some kind of pack for his leg now like he's on some type of treatment that they kind of brushed over quickly so that he's now being we're going back to it and he's now being held accountable for what happened
0: yeah because we did see him uh, meet with Amelia Mm -hmm. right so i guess we can infer that amelia has him on a program but what i do think is interesting like you're saying is that he was a full-on druggie he's an addict stealing
1: and now now is he not i guess not because you know like this apparently this packet that he has in his leg is helping him also when ben said did you see the needle needles are a a real drug addict it's not like smoking a spliff it's not like popping a pill like a needle is like a serious thing that's why i just don't get
0: i I mean they're gonna definitely have to elaborate some more on how we got from there to here yeah because they were making it seem like he would and he od'd right so and he had the narcon um situation happen so they're gonna have to they have a, a little bit of explaining to do totally definitely um, we see Dixon come in and, uh, Dixon, he really plays the bad guy really well, right? I think he just really plays it well. Cause I, I just can't stand his character. Yeah. He, um, it's horrible. Yeah. So he says that Pruitt was not authorized to be on duty and, uh, is there to kind of, uh, drill Maya, but in the meantime, he's like, I have some great news, Uh, I invite all of station 19 to Emmett and Alicia's engagement party at our private country club. And everyone's like, wait, what? Right. And including Emmett and Emmett then approaches Travis uh, in the shower. And I liked how casual that scene was. And Travis just walks out naked, grabs his towel, no issue. And, Travis is like, you know what, if you really, because he says that he loves them and he's like, if you really love me and if you really love Alicia, you A, would not have been gotten engaged to her. And he refers to, you're basically like the poop that's stuck in the window.
1: I know. I think, you know, it's funny, do you notice how Emmett and Travis's conversations, whether good or bad, happen in the shower. And that's a real couple thing, you know what I'm saying? When you're in a relationship with someone, when they're in the shower, you're still talking to them, and or you're in the shower together. So it's kind of like establishing the shower as their safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it did definitely give Emmett some food for thought, but when daddy revealed that they were gonna be invited to the country club for this engagement, Sha. And what did I tell you, Miss Alicia proposed to him yep. with her thirsty self? I'm like, girl, see, you don't learn. She, but she gonna learn today.
0: <laughs> Facts. Uh, and then we have Maya. So we have Maya uh defending herself and uh Chief Dixon saying you basically admitted you let a civilian go uh into a critical scene, it's your fault. And then she like really stands up for herself. And I'm like this too. Like when I get really mad sometimes, I can get like teary eyed because mm-hmm. you're frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't make me regret having backed a woman. I, I was like, can I just punch this dude in the face right now? Um, crying. And then he's like this crying, like pull yourself together. And she was like, first of all, I can have empathy for the situation. And, and cry and that not make me a weak person. And it actually makes me a better leader. Like I loved everything that she said to him in that moment. And how dare you try to diminish me because I'm a woman and I am a leader at this fire hall. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to, you're not going to do that to me. And I thought that that was, that showed strength in her and it showed how there's oftentimes still a lot of bias in the workplace being a female and especially being a female in charge.
1: He tried to play her in front of the other uh, co-worker. It was supposed to be a formal like meeting to discuss what happened, you know, and here it is. He was it was him making it more personal. She was stating the information, but she was stating her case and he was the one making it personal and trying to, trying to throw her off her game. But uh, Maya brought up her Olympic wins. She was like, listen, okay, this is who you're playing with. So don't try to play me. I am a competitor and you're not going to beat me.
0: And yeah, and, and her Olympic wins and like the NFL, how when they win like uh, Super Bowls and all of that and they cry, doesn't make them any less weak doesn't make them not manly all like don't bring your bs to me like that right because she's bringing effects that i thought was great um and then when he tried to threaten her and say well crying won't stop you from getting transferred and pushing paper i was like oh so you're this dude you're trying to have a fall guy and the fall guy not be you but what i loved about it was when uh there was a second emergency which we'll get to Mm -hmm. um but when she comes back they've kind of like taken a break. And it's just her and Dixon, she closes the door and says, you remember when Sullivan went in by himself against protocol, you didn't do anything in that situation because he was your top pick. So instead of wasting time about this, because you know that Pruitt is a legend, 30-year firefighter, you need to just drop this. I was like, go ahead, Maya.
1: I miss. Can you repeat the last thing you said? I said go ahead, Maya. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, Maya's definitely stood up for herself and it it it's funny because so much was happening at that scene that we forgot that, you know, actually Pruitt went in went up, but Sullivan also went in to save his wife. So, yeah, there was a lot going on and there were a lot of fingers that could be pointed at the end of the day but uh, Dixon, he, he needs to take some of the blame. And sometimes I'm thinking, is he trying to push Maya out to like create a space for his son? Like it's the oh. way all through the levels and be like, ha ha, you're the chief now, you know what I'm saying? It's, you never know what he's up to.
0: Yeah, I think that he's always playing the political side of things. So yeah. I think he's really trying to continue to make sure not only he is at the top, but that he pulls his family to the top as well definitely Uh, we get to the second emergency we see a couple that's like half naked handcuffed well they were yeah half naked uh handcuffed to each other um and they're a mess and they're young and they don't have the keys to the handcuffs and we're like and Ben was so funny. They are like, can you help us? And Ben comes down. He's like, yeah, I, I, I think we can. We're probably going to have to like amputate one of your, your uh, hands to get you out of there. And they believed him, which I thought was hilarious. And the guy's like, can you do that? And Ben's like, yeah, that's part of the fun. Um, then we see that the girl seizes. Her jaw is locked. And um, they don't exactly know what's going on. And so they're trying to incorporate like the PRT uh, stand thing and get her on that and get her to the hospital. But they also don't want to be questioned because they don't want the PRT to be shut down because Ben in the back of his mind knows that Sullivan has done something wrong. So he wants to make sure he does everything by the book. Right. Um, then we find out that the girl has epilepsy and she's not wearing... Um, the bracelet her medical aid ID mm-hmm. because she's embarrassed in this relationship and then we find out the boyfriend has like athlete's foot or whatever so it just showed to me how either that was a new relationship or that they were very young and they thought like they're so in love and they have to show like the best of each other all the time instead of like being who their true selves are and yes they love each other but guess what it's okay to be your true self if you're really gonna go the distance,
1: yeah, I think, you know, this whole storyline through it was uh, to me a bit of a like thrown in. I was like, what is the purpose of this? I understand how it kind of connected at the end, but it just threw me off. We're used to focusing most of the time on one incident right but then here it is we had two and so I felt like this one was like thrown in and maybe I'm just a little bit older because I'm like what is going on here why don't you know your girl has epilepsy like keeping secrets about your it was just to me it just threw me off I was like this is just foolish this whole thing and you're using the handcuffs but you don't have the key like smarten up kids like what's going on yeah
0: yeah I, I hear what you're saying but isn't that also too young love like Ben said in the back of the PRT van he's like oh I remember being that age and uh they have a son right now that 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 they've adopted now that is that age where they're experimenting more and he's like I that was never how it was when he was that age and I thought yeah like they're
1: being young and dumb they do not know any better. So hi. I when he said he was like, Do you know her name? Because yeah, I was like, how did they hook up at a bar and just meet and we're like, you know, this was a one-night stand? It didn't, he didn't quickly establish this is my girlfriend, we've been dating for this amount of time. So that's why I was like, what is this relationship and why is he so surprised by everything? It just it just felt a little thrown in for me. Mm, okay.
0: Um, but what I thought was was interesting. So we know that they get the kid. Uh, The girl to the hospital, and on the way back, Ben and Emmett basically have a heart to heart without Emmett really knowing that they're having a heart to heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, when Ben (laughs) literally named Sullivan, and all Emmett could do is like shake his head, yes, shake (laughs) his head, yes, I was like, oh, see, there you go, right there. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen because Ben is, you know, he's a rules guy, he's gonna follow the rules. And or and he's like, now I have to report my captain.
1: Yeah, but you, the beautiful thing about this episode is that this is my first time feeling like Emmett is part of the team. The fact, I love, you know, Ben has been such a stable, solid character um, in the series. So to see Emmett, a new guy. You'd have to repeat that part. Okay, so I was saying that Ben, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay, my in, my connection's a little choppy, but Ben had seeing Ben and Emmett interact was really sweet because finally it felt like Emmett was part of the team for the first time, and now Emmett kind of like. It, seeing that and him feeling that way allowed him to open up too so I liked seeing the two of them interact because it's like the OG school and the, the new kid and Emmett Emmett didn't know what was coming because when like you said Ben said oh it's Sullivan he, he was like don't like yeah
0: <laughs> so true it's so true he didn't, coming, so he, <laughs> he didn't know what was coming he did not know but also what was important too in that second emergency with the young girl Mm -hmm. was that he had his epiphany he's like oh she's embarrassed like how he's embarrassed about who he is and she didn't want the person that she loves to know that she has epilepsy and he didn't want her to know that he had athlete's foot which is like me I don't want everyone to know that he's like I'm gay that's why he's marrying Alicia. So he had his whole epiphany in the end of that, in the back of the PRT and that led to a beautiful moment. Right. And and we'll get to that moment as well. Um, But I wanted to talk about Andy's dreams. So Andy's dreams were so vivid. So she started dreaming um, about her dad and you saw a lot of the fire ambers throughout Mm -hmm. and, like you said, we saw uh, Rico in the flashback. Uh, we saw Ryan in the flashback. We even saw Jack in the flash flashback. And when she was confused by that, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm here because you you realize now we're both orphans." And then we also find out that Sullivan is an orphan, and um, it was all. And so she wakes up crying, and she's coming to terms with losing. Her mom, her dad, her first love, and it's really just her and then her new husband. And then she finds out that her husband, is, she finds out. So she's married to someone that she didn't know was also an orphan. And she talks about how uh, he lost his parents, then he got married, then he lost his uh, wife, and then he lost his best friend, Ripley. And I was like, there has been a lot of loss in these three seasons to high.
1: Look, I wrote, all, I wrote it down. I was like, okay, we got Ripley, we got Ryan, we got Rigo, we got Pruitt, um, Andy's mom, Sullivan's wife, and Travis's husband. Like, those are the only, the ones that I could remember. Like, all these, like, that some we've seen play out and some we have, have just been referenced. But there's, like, a lot of deaths surrounding Station 19.
0: Right, and how do you, how do we as the viewers, we get so attached to them and they get ripped from the screen? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
0: These flashbacks even hurt because I was like, oh, there's Ryan. I know. Oh, there's Pruitt. And even uh, weeks back when we saw Ripley in the f- flashback, I was like,
1: oh, there's, you know? Yeah, it's to a see mo- Rego too. I was like, oh, welcome back, Rigo.
0: It's an emotional roller coaster for sure
1: you know one last thing about Rigo. remember how she tried to play it off with the therapist that she wasn't close to him and then we saw that flashback to the mm-hmm. whole awesome incident isn't it funny that he showed up in her dreams like he was one of the people that showed up in her dreams too
0: yeah because she cared about him and there was another person that she lost
1: mm-hmm. right so
0: she was working through all the loss that she's had in a shorter period of time so right. yeah um so then she talks to Sullivan about how her dad knew how to deal with her when she felt sad and he would open all the blinds and let the light in and in Spanish. And I don't, I don't know the term, but bright house, uh, bright hearts.
1: Uh And
0: I thought that Sullivan was going to do something similar in that moment. Like I thought he was going to get up and like open the blinds and all that stuff, but he didn't. But I'm wondering if that was showing Sullivan how to care for her during her times of sadness.
1: Yeah, think about it. Like your parents have established a certain uh, pattern in how they care for you. When you're sick, your mom may make you some kind of soup or something, right? But your spouse, especially a new spouse who you don't even know was an orphan, so you're still learning about each other, is still learning how to care for you. And that probably makes the loss of a parent even harder. You're like, oh my gosh, this person that knows me so well is no longer in my life. Fortunately, Andy does have someone else to kind of, you know, be her new support system because mm-hmm. all of this loss back-to-back, doing it with it on her own would have been hard for anyone, especially her.
0: Absolutely. Um, and then we moved back to that first emergency and Jack has really put a plan together. And what I like seeing about that was not only had he put a plan together, but the whole team was on board, no questions asked. Except for Vic was like, did you start this fire? Right when they were putting the fire in the house out? And he's like, no. And he didn't even know that the wife was going to do it. And and we found that out after that she didn't even know she was going to do it. It was like spur of the moment. Um, But it all kind of came together because now there's an actual fire. We see the dad freak out, grab the kid and be really aggressive. And it was the first time that the mom was like, don't touch my son. Like, yeah. don't do that and be assertive back to him. And I knew that was the moment that she was going to hold true to leaving, like to getting out of there and making sure that it was about her and her son and their safety and their happiness first, like Jack said, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then when he said that he had a friend that they could stay with, I had no idea who he was talking about.
1: Me neither. First of all, I thought Jack started the fire. I didn't even see him run in the house, but I was like, some way he must have done it. I didn't expect it to be her. So that was an interesting plot twist. Um, But yeah, I didn't know who he was. I I was like, where's he gonna take them to a shelter? Like, I didn't know. So that was an interesting spin.
0: Yeah, and so when they showed up, Um, at Marsha's house I was like oh plus we know from previous episodes that she's been lonely and when she came in when they knocked on the door she opened the door and uh, she's like there's pizza and she said that there was like Hawaiian pizza and then she joked about Uh, who puts pineapples on pizza. First of all, you guys, FYI, I love Hawaiian pizza. I love it. I love pineapples on (laughs) pizza. You can fight me in the comments, but I love it. And so she makes that joke. And then when you walk into her living room, she has all the board games. She's completely uh, prepared for having a young kid and this woman who's been traumatized. And I just thought it was a really beautiful moment for all of them, because she's now going to have company, which she needs and they're going to be in a safe environment.
1: That's the part that was the sweetest to me like this woman who lives with her cats, you know, is on a regular day-to-day basis now only has Jack but prior to Jack had no one. Now has like you know a, a mother and a son that she can have some in in the home with her and and you know with elderly people sometimes we forget them. So that's why I thought it was so so beautiful to portray this this uh connecting of all these different uh, storylines together in this one space
0: yeah it was beautiful it was really beautiful uh then we see <laughs> um the actual Vic maya and travis and it's maya's turn to do the photo shoot <laughs> all awkward with her hands yeah like what do you what's going on with your hands she's like <laughs> I don't know she's like I, I don't know how to pose and I don't want my boob to pop out. and I just I thought that whole thing was hilarious you got this unicorn in the background <laughs> and then you've got this I can't remember the name of the show but that that's that surf show there was like an 80s surf show and uh Pamela Anderson was in it do you remember that Baywatch. Baywatch, yeah, Yeah. so they have the Baywatch board there (laughs) and I was like, oh, she's a hot mess but then when Travis was trying to show her the poses and he was like this (laughs) I was like, oh you guys are all a hot mess
1: wait travis was so nervous with himself and then suddenly he's like a background photographer like a backseat photographer telling her what to do like why can't you get it like don't you understand this is how a model works like he was suddenly an expert which i thought was funny and i thought it was super cute that um Vic could also rely on her old friends from the theater
0: her old friends from the theater, right? Yeah,
1: like the fact that she still kept, keeps in touch with them and was able to rely on them for the props, I thought that was a sweet way to connect her past to her present.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and then she had a moment where she kind of melted down a little and talked about how sad and mad she was um, over the loss. And they all just sat there kind of reflecting on uh, Captain Pruitt. And then we move on to the kitchen area. They're all there and Emmett has this beautiful moment. So Emmett has his moment, his coming out moment. And he kind of blurts it out of nowhere. He's like, I'm gay. And they're all looking at him like, what? And then Maya welcomes him into the club uh, cause she's <laughs> bisexual. And then we see Travis come in after and is like happy that he's like, come. Into himself, and they've all like are happy. And then we see Vic have a moment because she really wants to get this calendar done. And in the midst of them celebrating, she like slams her hand down and she's like, Pick a month, Pruitt died for us. We need to get this done. And it kind of whipped them all into shape. And then I thought of you in this moment because when Dean took his shirt off, I was like, Oh, so hi's
1: happy right now. <laughs> i mean you know again i respect him as an actor as you know in his i respect his character it's not all about the physical you know linda so hi uh, stop playing playing. okay stop
0: playing so hi you had a moment in that moment because i was even like whoa those are a lot of muscles going on there
1: you know it's very functions that were happening at that time so (laughs) i really did it See him shirtless. Lies. I mean, lies. Lies. (laughs) So
0: I thought that that was great. Um, And that they all picked a month. And I loved how Ben was going to be Sexy Santa in December. So that was really wonderful. And then we see, we flash forward to Sullivan and Andy in bed. And uh, Sullivan gets a text. And it's from Ben and all it says is we need to talk. And you can see in Sullivan's face that he knows exactly what Ben needs to talk about. And what does he do Sahai? So he just like turns the phone off. Like he's going to ignore it because he's moved past it.
1: Mm. Shady. But shady. I don't know
0: what the repercussions are because you also know and remember that Ben changed the numbers on the sheet on the PRT thing when he was doing the inventory for the fentanyl. So I don't know what repercussions that are, that's going to have on him as well. Because if he outs Sullivan, right?
1: Yeah. then
0: He's also outing himself because he knew in the
1: moment that there were missing things and he changed it. That's a good point. He's partially an accomplice to this. And now if he tattletales, what are the repercussions of this and Sullivan's new marriage, you know, yeah. to his, and his wife who is still suffering the loss of her father. So, yeah, you're right. It's a mess. It's a mess. Mm. It's a beautiful Station 19 mess. Let's get into some news and gossip. <laughs> yes. So this week, Lachlan Buchanan who plays Emmett did a takeover on the Station 19 Instagram account. And we got to a little got to know a little bit more about him. So Lachlan, if you didn't know, is from Australia. And he has an upcoming birthday on April 25th. Happy and, birthday. Yes. Yeah, so prior to joining Station 19, you may have seen him on Teen Wolf, Criminal Minds, and Fuller House. So what do we find out about Lachlan in this takeover? So the fans were able to ask some questions, and I'll kind of run through them quickly. Uh, they said, who's the funniest on set? Lachlan says Jay Hayden, who plays Travis, is the funniest. No question his favorite episode so far he said that it was tonight's episode the last one uh, where he comes out um, his favorite hobby is either surfing or gardening uh, his favorite Grey's Anatomy character is Jake Borelli who plays Schmidt they're actually really good friends uh, who is his work bestie and he said Danielle Savra who plays Maya is actually the, he said that's a tough one because they're all freaking amazing but she's the one that he gets in the most trouble for. And one of the funniest things that I, I found out was that they asked what's the craziest thing that ever happened on set? He said when they got evacuated from a location because there was an actual wildfire that was coming towards them. So wow. yeah, and last but not least, uh, there was a question. Do you ship Emmett and Travis? And all he d- said was hashtag Tremit. I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously yes uh he said finishing up who's the coolest firefighter from the show gray damon who plays jack he said because he could probably punch through a brick wall with his bare hands and he is the best dressed man i know also remember when the the husband said oh you know the firefighter that looks like every uh high school football star or something i was like he is a pretty handsome guy. So, yeah, that was a, a great uh, takeover. You guys can check out a few more of the slides. They, they might be up, but uh, always check the Station 19 Instagram account for updates.
0: I love that. Uh, normally, we do a sec- section called Fire Facts, but I thought in this quarantine life, I was going to throw uh, a question out to our viewers, and I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments. I want to know what you guys are doing to stay active and busy during your self-quarantine time. Because for me, I'm finding that I'm getting a little bit stir crazy and I'm definitely not being active enough. And I should probably do like some type of at-home aerobics or, you know, pick up some milk jugs and like do some something. So what are you guys doing? Give us uh, your favorite and best activities to keep you guys busy down in the comments and we'll talk about it. Let's move on to some predictions. Hi. I uh have a lot of feelings about this. So, um I'm wondering what is going to happen next. So, predictions for me, I think that there's going to be a big fallout uh for Emmett's coming out. I think Josh- I should that
1: add- Oh, can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Sorry about my connection. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. I was shouting out all the people that have been spending their time with us and commenting um, on last week's episode, Blue so Shadow. before we
0: do that, before we do that, we're going to do some predictions real quick.
1: Okay. Predictions, you know, Ben is going to tell on Sullivan and that's going to definitely cause a problem.
0: Awesome. I was saying that I think there's going to be a lot of backlash for Emmett. I think uh, as soon as Dixon, his dad, finds out that he's gay, he's not going to accept it. And, it's, and when he finds out he's with Travis, I think Travis's life is going to be turned upside down. Um, I also think, too, looking at what, how they assign Ben as the legal guardian to prove, if indeed something happens, to um, Dean, I don't know. I think that there's gonna be a close call somehow, some way. Something's gonna happen with Dean, and that's gonna be put into the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes, so left
1: let's do our, our shadows for sure. Uh blue shadow, Joshua on a right, and uh Gemini three, thank you so much, Dreamcast, Tia Diaz and fandom domination and crystal sin. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We
0: love hearing from you guys. If you're in the live chat right now, make sure you scroll up, like subscribe, like subscribe, like subscribe, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Um, And then definitely throughout the week, hit us up in the comments, share with your friends. We love being with you guys every week talking all things Shondaland talking all things station 19 uh if you want to hit me up on social media you can find me all across social media at SoGirly and sahai where can they find you you can find me at say hi sahai awesome same time next week same show we look forward to seeing you then bye for now guys
1: bye guys